verse 1. Psalm chapter 40, verse 1. And I am grateful for all the preaching today. And God has spoken to my heart through every message and every messenger. And thank you, Brother Kevin, for the message and, and for speaking to my heart as well. Brother Tom said this morning, turn to the maps, so I just asked you to turn to the leather binding. <laughs> Psalm chapter 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord and inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Let's bow our heads again, please, while we pray. Our Father, I bow in your presence tonight to ask you to cleanse me, to forgive me of every sin, every word, thought, lust, action, attitude. Lord, thou said that whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And I pray that you'll cleanse me from all iniquity. Thank you for this day, for the blessings, the mercies of it, for life itself. Thank you for this church, for these dear people, all their labor and sacrifice. Thank you for this dear pastor and his family. Thank you, God, for the heart that you've given him, for God and for the people of God and for the lost world. Thank you for every man of God that is here I pray that you will bless them in their respective places of service. I pray now for that special anointing. Illuminate my mind. Loose my tongue. And may the gospel go forth not in word only, but in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost with much assurance. Should there be those among us tonight that are strangers to your grace, that have never been to Calvary by faith, I pray that this will be the hour that lay down their arms of obey and to find mercy and grace with the Lord. Revive those of us that are saved. Help us to travel the divine distance in this hour that you want to take us. All that you are pleased to do for us and through us and to us and in us, we will give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In the name that's above every name. In the name of our blessed, blood-stained Redeemer, I pray, amen. amen. I want to speak to you tonight from this very familiar song to Bible believers and readers about a new song. God is the only one that can put a joyful song in your heart. Job 38, 7 says that when the universe was brought into existence, that the morning stars sang together... And all the sons of God shouted for joy. When God brought his people out of Egyptian bondage, the Israelites sang the song of Moses. It is the first record in the Bible of singing. And one day, when God's purposes of redemption are all consummated, the redeemed are going to sing the song of the Lamb. And it will be no surprise that the old, old story that we sing about and preach about and rejoice about yeah. will be the new song. Yeah. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. The man that has a new song on his lips has a new prayer in his heart. 
a new purpose in his life and a bright prospect of eternity in his soul. Now this man who we believe to be David talks about his song. He's rejoicing that he's become a singer. But first of all, he was a prayer, a supplicant. I waited patiently for the Lord and he heard my cry. A person can't have a song of praise in his heart unless he has experienced repentance and prayer. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. That's where God gets his singers out of the place of praying and weeping. Robert Robinson, that great Scottish hymn writer, wrote, Come thou fount of every blessing to my heart. To sing thy grace, streams of mercy, never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount. I'm fixed upon it. Mount of thy redeeming love. And so this is a song of deliverance. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. Now, whatever the historical occasion was when this psalm was written, it is the testimony of what happened happens in the life of every sinner that has been saved by grace. I waited patiently for the Lord. Uh, this waiting is an intense longing. Now, there are multitudes of people that are waiting, but they don't know what they're waiting for. Only God can satisfy the restlessness of the human heart. Waiting means to stop struggling and start trusting just as I am without one plea but that thy blood was set for me. O Lamb of God, I come. Now you cannot save yourself and of course it is not this waiting is not thoughtless waiting. Uh, not a waiting without concern. This is a waiting of expectation. Yes. I've said before, before the Lord saved me as a nine-year-old boy, I remember three days especially I was under great conviction. I'd been under conviction a time or two before, but this time it was different. Even as a nine-year-old boy, I was afraid, terrified that I was going to die without Christ. Yes. And thank God that yes. Wednesday night it was well worth the wait, well worth the struggle. As they sang, oh, why not tonight? Would thou be saved? Then why not tonight? Tomorrow's sun may never rise to bless thy long deluded soul. Oh, then be wise, be saved tonight. And I can say, thank God, he heard my cry. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he lifted me up. Have a horrible pit. Now this is the deliverance from the guilt of sin. And the Hebrew reads, He brought me up out of the pit of noise. David had in mind the pits that were often dug to capture wolves and bears and lions. And sometimes thieves and robbers were also trapped in that same pit. This pit was so designed and so shaped so that every cry made from the bottom of this pit 
would just echo and reverberate in that pit. How aptly that describes the guilt of sin until God's salvation comes. We're haunted by the accusation of the devil as well as the voice of self-condemnation. But to those that are now in Christ, there is no more condemnation. To them which are in Christ Jesus, from the bed of the well, Jonah cried, salvation is of the Lord. In my heart, there rings a melody of heaven's harmony. This my song shall ever be. Praise the Lamb who died for me. I will praise Him. I'll age His fall because it lifted me up out of the horrible pit, out the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock as it climbed unto me and heard my cry. Instead of the darkness of this pit, that's horrible darkness, afar off from God. And one of the most frightening expressions in all the Bible is this expression that without God, without God in this world, consider the depths of it and the darkness so dense that uh, we are spiritually blind without hope and without heaven. But thank God for Isaiah 59, 11. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. That's deliverance not only from the guilt of sin, but from the grip of sin. He brought me up out of the miry clay. Now we're told that those pits are often covered with sticky mud. And Mary Clay, so that every time the victim struggled to get free, the deeper he sank into the mire. And and so uh, that is the gospel in a nutshell. Jesus laid aside the glory of heaven in order to save us not only from the guilt of sin, but from the grip of sin. The blessed Lord Jesus who created everything that was created. The Lord Jesus Christ, who robed himself with the universe, sandaled his feet with the stars, walked down the stairway of heaven, and in Bethlehem's barn took upon him a body of flesh, and took that body and hung to the cross, and made salvation possible, so that every seeker in the mighty clay may be lifted. By the grace of God, I am glad that he is able to lift those that are in sin. And that as a a song of direction, and set my feet upon a rock, and establish my goings. Now the godless, they're always described in the scriptures as being lost. They don't know where they've come from. They do not know why they're here and they do not know where they're going. But the Christian knows where he stands and he knows where he's going. I'm sure I've told you before when I went to college I, uh, the first time I, I remember hearing a liberal. I'd heard about liberals but I never really met one. But uh, there were several liberals in that college 
and in the speech class, I, we were assigned to make a speech and to choose the subject that we wanted, whatever. And in that liberal class, I decided to make a speech on the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus. And when I was through, the teacher said, Mr. Winkler, did you know that in some circles, they would cut you off? But I thought to myself, I'm not going in circles. I follow one who said, I know which I came. And I know whither I go. And the Christian knows where he stands. He knows where he's going. He set my feet upon a rock and established my God. I'm following Christ and said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. I'm the way to the Father's house. No man cometh unto me except by the Father. The saints position in Christ. He established my goings before the foundation of the world. God designed our salvation. We are not some afterthought with God, but in the untrodden tracks of an eternity past, we were in His heart and in His mind. And it was determined by the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That Christ would come to this earth, take our sins and nail them to the cross. Our Lord came to this earth, waited 4,000 years after its creation. But sure enough, one starry night, an angel who got his training in eternity, who got his theology at the steps of the throne, said unto you, is born this day in the city of David, a Savior which is Christ the Lord. He suffered as man, and yet without sin. The same sun beat down upon his head. He felt the same raindrops. And he even said the foxes have holes, and the birds have nests. But the Son of Man had not where to lay his head. He annihilated the world in judgment. He didn't have to go thirsty. He could have created a fountain. He is God. But yet he became man. And as a servant, he learned obedience that he might become the author of eternal salvation and paid the debt on the cross that every sinner who stands in the world may look to him and receive everlasting life. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. I'm not going to heaven because I'm a Baptist. I'm going because of the finished work of Christ. I'm a Baptist by conviction, but I'm a Christian by conversion. Someone has said, from the mire to the choir, God's singers were once sinkers, but from stinking, sinking sand we've become, we've come to the place of a singing saint and a shouting saint. We can have a fit because we've been delivered from a pit. So I can call fit for God. Out of the mighty clay, where we cannot get to him, he came to us. An ocean of sin separated us from God. The mountain of sin was so high that we could not scale its heights 
But thank God when we cannot come to him, he came to us out of that clay. Now we didn't climb, we did not climb halfway up the pit. And God met us and took us the rest of the way. He reached way down in the bottom of the pit and delivered us by his mighty power. That put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto God. This song has three verses. There's the penance for sin, pardon from sin, and power over sin. From the slippery place to the secure place, we have been delivered into Jesus Christ. And then there's the saints progressing in Christ. He established my going. Oh, blessed thought, he leadeth me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'd hate to think that I had to try to figure out how to get through this world right. all, by all by myself. But I have one who leads me yeah. and guides me. Yeah. And better than that, he lives in me. Yeah. And I can honestly say that Christ is as real in my heart right. as any of you that sit before me. Right. He walks with me. He does. He talks with me. He tells me I'm his own. And the joy that we share to tear there and other has ever known. I am faithful that Christ in you, the hope of glory, is the reality of every person that has been delivered from the mighty clay. I know which I came. And I know where I'm going. 2 Corinthians 1.10 Who delivered us from so great a death and death deliver, in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Deliver from sin's penalty, sin's power, and someday from sin's presence. Do you want to be like Jesus? You do if you have grace in your heart. But it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. John 5, 24. Verily I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believe on him that sent me hath, that is present, everlasting life, hath everlasting life, and shall not, that is future, come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. You can't get a more complete deliverance than that. Past, present, and future are all secured in Jesus Christ. But this is a song of devotion. He had put a song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Deliverance leads to direction. And direction leads to devotion. I have a song in my heart that Jesus gave me. I don't have the talent to sing as these have done tonight throughout the meeting that have blessed our hearts. But I have a song in my heart. I'm sure I probably told you this, uh, preaching often about every week. Sometimes I forget what I said, where I said it. Did I mean to say it and forget it? But uh, I was preaching at the Caldwell County Jail in the Northern Sea where I live. And I was 
was preaching to a group of men, and one of them was a murderer. And I discovered later, or before that rather, the jailer had told me that this man had, mothered his, had murdered his mother-in-law and pulled every hair in her head out. He hated her so bad. And he asked me to sing. And I, I said, I'm sorry, I just, I don't have the gift to sing. And he said, I want you to sing. Well, I remembered he was a murderer and I was afraid he might escape me and take it out on me. So I sung to him. And so help me the next day, Brother Brandon, he took a razor blade and tried to commit suicide. Messed up my singing. But I have a song in my heart. A song of praise under God. He had delivered me from the barren clay. Set our feet upon the rock and established my going. And throughout all my journey, I'll never cease to praise Him. His redeeming love and saving grace. This is a song of worship. He had put a new song in my mouth. Man's chief end is to glorify God. And enjoy Him yes. forever. Yes, I do enjoy God. Yeah. I enjoy His fellowship. And I thank God for His Word and for preaching. Right. Like we just heard that yeah. makes me examine my heart. Yeah. And I thank God for that He reproves me. Yeah. And that He rebukes me. Yeah. But He also exhorts me as well. Yeah. This is a song of worship. And a praise to God. Now... You will not serve unless you worship. If you worship, you can't help but to serve. It's one thing to try to witness with a cold heart. But it's another thing to witness with a heart that's radiated by Calvary's love. And knowing that God has delivered you from the pit. And placed you on a rock and made you secure in him. That's a wonder that we have a song. I remember a time when I could not sing, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine, heir of salvation, or amazing grace, how sweet the sound, or redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, His child and forever I am, yes. or that He lifted me from sinking sand to plains of light. The unsaved can sing, but it's not the new song. They may even try to sing the new song, but there's no reality. They can't sing because they're not happy, and they're not really free. They may have talent, but they've never experienced the truth. I've been delivered from the pit. Psalm 69, 12. There's the song of drunkards. Ecclesiastes 7 5. That's the song of fools. But it takes almighty power to make a saint into a sinner. It is a song that the angels cannot sing. The angels cannot say, Redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. He is child forever I am. I'd rather be, have been a sinner that has been saved by the grace of God. 
than to be an angel. The angels are looking into what we got. And they're looking into this glorious redemption. But they're no closer to understanding it than when they first started their investigation. Have a song to sing the angels cannot sing. And in heaven the angels will have to stand back when we sing the new song of the redeeming love of Jesus Christ. If you could, if you could borrow this salvation up and cork it somehow, it'd break the bottle. It'll get out of it. If you're delivered from the pit, somebody will know it. You can't help it but to tell it what Christ has done in your heart. The Bible is my songbook. I preached at my church recently on two hymn books. This book about him and the songbook that's about him in this book. And I have a song in my heart that God has given me. Uh, Psalm 119, 54 says, Thy statues have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. We didn't just learn this song. We didn't make it up. God gave it to us when he saved us by his amazing grace. Let those refuse to sing who never knew our God but children of the heavenly king may rejoice. We're marching to Zion, upper design, the city of the living God. There's a wonder that we have a new song. It's always fresh. We that are saved never get tired of singing God's praise. It's an everlasting song. When ten, we've been there 10,000 years, we've no less days to sing God's praise than when we first began. I love to tell the story. Now I know that I don't have quite the energy I had when I was 12 or maybe even a few years ago. But I still have a song in my heart. A praise unto God. Sometimes, Brother Al, I forget who I am and cut up and nearly kill myself. But there's a song in my heart. I've been delivered from the mighty clay. I have peace in my heart because of what Christ did on the cross. And I have been delivered from the pit. Brother Tom referred to Philip Bliss. And I hope it's all right to... To repeat this, uh, Philip Bliss uh, and Lucy Bliss were traveling to Chicago on December the 29th, 1876. The train crashed or wrecked on a, on, when a bridge collapsed in a blinding snowstorm. Philip survived. He crawled through the car, the burning flames to the window. And when he was almost out... He realized that Lucy was still inside and they could not possibly return in time to save her. Philip Bliss said, If I cannot save her, I will perish with her. And both were 38 years old and burned up in that that train. Some weeks after the trunk arrived, the possessions of Philip and Lucy Bliss And here in that truck among his possessions was this song that he'd written that Brother Tom reminded us of this morning. I will sing of my Redeemer and his wondrous love to me. 
from the cruel cross he suffered, from the curse to set me free. I will tell the wondrous story how my lost estate to save in his boundless love and mercy he the ransom freely gave. I will praise my dear Redeemer his triumphant power. I'll tell how the victory he giveth over sin and death and hell. Sing, oh sing of my Redeemer. With his blood he purchased me on the cross. He sealed my pardon, paid the debt, and made me free. I remember just a little boy, maybe five or six years old. My mother left me with my grandparents and they raised me and and in our community, Central Baptist Church was having a prayer meeting. They called it college prayer meeting. And sometimes 60 or 70 people would gather in every room for preaching and worship. And in my neighborhood, they were having a prayer meeting at Carl Swanson's house, one of the men who prayed with me when I was saved later. But I remember going home. My grandpa wasn't saved. And I asked him, Preacher Hugh Kincaid had just come to Central Baptist Church. And I asked my grandpa, why is Preacher Kincaid crying and laughing at the same time? What's wrong with him? My grandpa just grunted. He was under conviction. He didn't answer. But Brother Tom, I've been singing it ever since. The Lord saved me. I found out why I was rejoicing. I found out why there's tears and why there's smile and laughter. And I'm shouting because I have been delivered from the bondage of sin. My sins have been removed from the blood of Calvary's lamb. I'm going to heaven. Hell will never be my home. And someday I shall awake in his presence. The Lord liveth. And blessed be my rock. I don't know why. But it seems like every morning for the last year, when I wake up, I wonder, is this the last day on earth? Is this the last day that I'll spend on planet earth? Is this the day I will behold my Savior, Jesus Christ, in all of his glory? As Brother Al said this morning, I know it won't be as long as it has been. I'm going home. I'm going to see him. And I'm going to rejoice until then that he lifted me up out of the mire clay. That he established my going. That he put a song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall sit and shall fear and trust the Lord. If God saved you from the pit, tell it, tell it. Shout about it. Rejoice about it. Live in the glory of it. Save. 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 Save by the blood. Ah, my, what a Savior. I wonder if anyone here tonight's 